Viva Los Angelitos. This is Fernando with Halos in the Infield. Have you ever thought about owning your own Amazon store? Are you Mr. Bezos? No, but you don't have to be. I've been hearing a lot of buzz about people making additional income through Amazon. And that's what you need right now, right? A little bit of extra income. We can all use a little change, right? Gas is up, food prices are up, and I'm sure money's tight for all of us. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. So you might as well set yourself up for success, right? So why not make extra money? And here is how. The company is Riley Ecom. They can help you set up your own store without having to spend tons of money learning how to run it. They do everything for you. It's easy. So if you're interested in running your own Amazon store or you have any questions, call Jason at Riley Ecom. The number is 562 455 7154. Once again, 562 455 7154. Tell them that Todd and Halos in the infield sent you. Once again, the number is 562-455-7154. Viva Los Angelitos. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield, a podcast with your host, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show. New Jersey boy, Fernando Mendez. Fernando Mendez, all right, from New Jersey. And then we also have somebody else on the line who usually calls in. Who is this little guy? Hunter Mumford. Hunter Munford, he's making an in-studio guest appearance. How about that? All right. Well, you asked for it. (laughs) The fans have spoken, so they shall receive. Absolutely. So so what we're going to talk about, we're going to get into a lot of things. Obviously, the Angels still scuffling and everything else like that. This is Angels podcast. But we needed we needed our not only our normal takes, but someone to get us through this mess, and that is Hunter. So that's why he's here to to help us out. He just he's fresh off the field, man. He just played some uh, some baseball right now. Practice, right? Yeah. How'd you what do? position? Uh, I play catcher. Oh, ho, ho, there you go. Catchers make the best managers. Just yeah. saying. I have a hose. <laughs> you have a okay. Hose? There you go. I like I like that confidence. There you go. I want my kid to be a catcher, but he's a little, he's still scared of the ball. He's only seven. So he's still that age where he's still freaked out. But I mean, catcher is the best position because you can basically play anywhere if it doesn't work out for you as a catcher. And there's such a demand for catchers. Don't believe me. Look at the Angels, literally team, team history. Absolutely. I mean, look, <laughs> it takes a catcher to win a World Series for us as well. So you never know. Yeah. Does he have to put in his resume now or later? Uh, well, you know, he's, no, he's a position player. I was going to say he's not a pitcher. Perry only likes drafting pitchers, but Artie likes position players. (laughs) There you go, my man. So what do we want to get started on first, Fernando? Uh, you know what? Let's ask Hunter some questions we haven't gotten to ask him because, you know, he, he rightfully comes on and, you know, gives his, airs his grievances on the team, airs his dirty laundry, if you will, about the team. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, our fans love him. But let's ask him some questions. You know, who's your favorite player? Let's ask the Roger Lodge type questions. Who's your favorite player on the team, Hunter? Tyler Wade is something I never say. <laughs> he, didn't, he, <laughs> he didn't ask you who you hated. He asked you who you liked. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know the Super list of guys you don't like are longer. <laughs> Just to clarify, um, Noah Syndergaard. Oh, Syndergaard. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, why Noah Syndergaard? Because Noah Syndergaard is um, the guy who actually gave me hope for once. <laughs> with pitching. Hey, in all fairness, throughout your entire life, the Angels have been really bad. So, <laughs> Hunter's like, ever since I can remember. Yeah, right. It's all right. Ever ever since Todd can remember, basically, as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Noah Syndergaard. Um, let me think. Who who else? Who's this, who's number two? Shohei or Trout. Okay. okay. All right. That, that, that's good. That's a good answer. <laughs> you're a typical angel. I don't think you're a typical Angels fan. That's just what normal Angels fans would say. Well, I mean, it just depends. I mean, like if. You, you do your what's what's your favorite play that you've ever seen by anybody? Hey. The Trout Rob home run in Camden Yards. Oh yeah, and tw- the twenty twelve one, huh? That goes way back. It does, yeah, yeah. That that's definitely one. Trout has a lot of those. 
really good home run catches. You can just kind of watch on repeat. My favorite was the one uh, where he actually stopped Andrew Heaney from getting giving up a home run. Remember, we jumped up, held on to the fans, and caught it. That was a good oh, one. Yeah. yeah. And he had one just the other night at Dodger Stadium, too. Yeah, that was that was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, the only positive thing about that entire series. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. So people have been hitting Rendon with the, he's the Pujols 2.0. And, mm-hmm. you know, for a while, like, I was like, hey, I can see it, I can see it. But honestly, we're now at the stage where, like, we're insulting Pujols because say what you want about Pujols underperforming. He underperformed almost his entire time here in Anaheim. But Pujols played through injuries. That is yeah. not something we can say about Anthony Rendon. I can count on one hand how many times I've seen Rendon playing through an injury. Uh, I'm sure Hunter's played through injuries, you know, nobly. And here's Rendon literally mailing it in for his paychecks, right? He got paid. He got his bag. That's all he cares about. So 412 games was how many games Pujols played in his first three seasons as an angel. Mm -hmm. Rendon has played 154 games through two and a half years. So he has had a potential of playing 284 games in an angel's uniform. So that means he's only played in 54% of the games that he was eligible to play uh, in an Angels uniform. I have a question. Are you counting the the rest of the the shortened season or? No, I'm only counting the 60 games of that, the 162 of last year, and then what we've played through yesterday's game. So now it's 285 potential games. And he's so that 54 is pretty is closer to 53 at this point. And he's made 90 million dollars in that stretch of time. I, I think it's like 88 million. So we're we're rounding up there a little bit, but what's two million in the grand scheme of things, right? Well, I know. I mean, you could break it down by pitch how much he's making. And does to consider what he came from in Washington, a top five, if not a top three, if not a number one ranked third baseman at the time. Uh, to to being just now a guy who's just prolonged injury prone all the time, like like he's he's always hurt, and he might be going on the IL again. Um, it's leaving a big hole at third base, and you would think next year. I mean, I'm not thinking ahead right now, but I'm just saying, if the season were to end right now, you would have to get since you're still going to pay him a really good backup just in case or when if and when Rendon goes down. You know, not Franklin Barreto. We shouldn't bring him back. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing that's so frustrating. When you're paying a guy $36 million, you shouldn't really have to worry about your backup. You should be able to have a guy like Captain Jack Mayfield as your backup. But at the end of the day, when Rendon's only playing 20 to 40 games a season, that's when you need to start worrying about a backup. Oh, and by the way, you're still paying your starter $36 million. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Can, can I say something? Go for it. Last, Absolutely. Last year... Rendon, Trout, and Otani only started 18 games together. <laughs> and that number seems pretty high. It doesn't even seem like it was 18. It seemed like it was closer to four. Yeah, because I can understand last year, you know, with all the injuries and why the team is playing so bad and everything, it could never keep everyone on the field at the same time. But, uh, you know, you've had you've had a couple of those excuses with Rendon. But other than that, I mean, you've had people healthy for the most part this year. It's just the non-performing, dude. Absolutely. And we need to stop with the narrative of a, he's still early on his contract. I mean, I've used that line before, but that line is dead and gone. Let's bury it. It's over. We're not early on in the contract anymore. We're now quickly approaching halfway through his contract. Yeah. He's got four years left. And by the way, it's still 36 million a year that he's owed. So it's not like it's getting any better. We are trending towards getting worse. He's only getting older. He's only going to get, his body's only going to get more and more worn out. I don't know if this guy needs to do steroids. I don't know if he needs to play the Illuminati, but he's got to do something because it's not working for him. Absolutely. Let me ask both of you guys a question here. Now, talking about the Angels offense, because it's been offensive to watch. um, What do you think about, the ways that this team, like, like, how do you guys think that this team can turn it around as far as like their approach or whatever? What do you, what would you suggest to make things work for the angels offense? Hunter, what do you do when you're in a slump? Um, I actually practice hitting unlike <laughs> anyone on the angels roster. What's practicing like off the tee or with my brother. Okay. Do you, uh, do you know who Allen Iverson is the basketball player? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. 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 Practice. We're talking about practice. Yeah. Not a game. Not a game. Practice. Yeah. Absolutely. But still, like in baseball, it's a lot harder to to get out of a slump than it is in basketball. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in basketball, there's the whole thing. Oh, you got to shoot yourself out of a slump. I mean, you know, in baseball, they don't say you got to hack at the plate. You know, they say you got to do things like protect or you got to choke up on the on, on the bat or you have to take batting practice. Yeah. I mean, like, look, uh, this this team is hitting God awful right now. Like, again, oh, that's just a beetle dude who came in here. Um, so it's funny how um, in, in baseball you have um, – you have these trends that go on. Like I was watching the game the other day, right? And with I brought it out in the post game, the Padres and Cubs. It was easy for them to score without hitting a home run. And and then I watched a game today. I think it was uh, Cleveland and somebody else, and uh, they were score they were scoring runs without hitting the home run. And so I'm like, why can't we do that? Why can't we put it together a good you know inning to where there's three hits and a walk and we score a couple runs? How why why is that something the Angels are not capable of? Hitting staff. Can you say, okay. Yeah. The, the yeah. Coaches? yeah. The coaching staff. And let's handle another question because I'm sure you've seen it in all of our Instagram comments. Everyone's like, well, they need to fire Sorrento. They need to fire Reed. They need to fire Matt Wise. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants us to fire our entire coaching staff, but that's not a luxury we have in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. You can't fire your entire coaching staff in the middle of the season. Will any of these guys be around come the off season? I'm going to, if I'm a betting man, I'm saying no, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, you can't fire the entire coaching staff right now. Yeah. Someone said the other night, and I don't know if Hunter, you know, the answer to this one, but someone said, so can we fire the interim coach now? I said that. (laughs) Oh, you said that. (laughs) I think I put it on Twitter though. So so somebody else might've said it. Okay. okay. I put on Twitter, hey, Siri, has anyone ever fired their interim manager? Yeah, that's the one I, I saw, yeah. <laughs> because because what do you think about Nevin so far? Well, it's literally the same lineup <laughs> as Madden. Just, right? just batting, batting lead off his ward, and then, like, why? It's like nothing's changed besides the actual manager. Nothing, yeah. like, nothing like lineup-wise or position wise has changed it's the same old lineup wait at second shortstop velasquez third base whoever's healthy first base <laughs> walsh catcher, that's the problem catcher, suzuki um right field ward center field uh trout and left field marsh it's same thing okay let me ask you about andrew velasquez hunter what do you think about velasquez is is, is his Good defensive glove worth keeping him up in the show, or does he need to go back to, I don't know, the 66ers? (laughs) (laughs) He could be somewhat of a decent hitter if his bat is literally not upside down when he swings. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's like the cartoon. It's like he wants to be Tiger Woods playing baseball. (laughs) His bat is completely dipped. I agree. His he's got the prototypical launch angle, right? Yeah, but I would say, yeah, maybe we can throw him at shortstop, like as yeah. a because I, he's not gonna hit. The the thing that I like about Velasquez, you know, is the fact that he provides a stable glove. But the problem is if is that Velasquez is an everyday starter for us right now. Yeah. If he's <laughs> a depth piece, you're fine. Depth pieces like that are beneficial to the team. But when you're giving a guy like that consistent reps, there's a problem. What do you think, Todd? Honestly, how is your opinion on Velasquez changed, if anything? Have you given up on him? Uh, I actually like him from the right side better. He hits a little bit better. He seems to put the barrel on the bat a little bit more. Uh, from the left side, he's just like, I got to put it in the seats. And then he's always being – like for me, I, I keep seeing the fact that he's swing on the outside corner, high pitches – and he goes the other way. He flies out all the time, man. It's really frustrating from a little dude like that. I'd like for him to hit nothing above belt high, you know, if he can. You know, keep the belt very or the bat very squared, the barrel on the ball. Just put the ball in play. He has not seemed to get that aspect. He's not going the other way. He's just a very frustrating hitter uh, to watch because defensively, he's got all the talent in the world. Yeah. 
but but you just he's got nothing offensively man and i don't see i mean we i'm serious we could ride uh hunter's uh uh, you know uh favorite player syndergaard out there at number nine as a uh, if we were still playing a pitcher and i think he would put up better numbers than velasquez let me ask you this do you think he would be doing a lot better if he was playing alongside david fletcher i mean they're both built the same kind of way they're both smaller guys they both have good defense you know fletcher's not exactly a guy who's going to take the offensive world by storm but he is a consistent contact hitter do you think maybe if velasquez had that to base his career off of maybe he'd be doing better because a guy like fletcher would tell you oh yeah don't hit bombs you know you don't need to hit nukes you're you're a slap ball hitter um well i'm gonna um reply to your question um well maybe depends if velasquez actually decides to listen um, <laughs> unlike any other hitter i've ever seen on the angels yeah, um right. and then like he was saying i was talking to my dad like he hits better from the right side of the plate like when we faced i don't know if you guys remember when we faced the blue jays um i was at that game with my friend they threw kikuchi and he yep. went two for three, batting right-handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, too, it's just he needs instruction. A lot of these guys, I feel, are so spoiled. And they're, they've been used to Joe and everyone else telling them, hey, it's okay to do whatever the hell you want in the box. And I think that's taken away a lot of fundamentals that these ball players have had. And, you know, getting back to the Nevin thing, I've seen a little tiny change in the pitching. You know, the confidence in the pitching has been better. The bullpen guys seem to be having roles, but like Hunter said, you know, hitting wise, nothing's changed other than, you know, Sereno's gotten his fat, you know, what off the bench and then freaking, uh, you know, Reed is actually showing them stuff other than, you know, Pokemon stuff. Um, He's actually trying to teach them how to do stuff. But like, other than that, I mean, there still have bad approaches at the plate, man. I mean, every, every last one of them, situational hitting's non-existent, you know, down the line. Yeah, that dates back to last year, right? It hasn't gotten any better. But, I mean, you know, when you keep the same hitting philosophy around in the form of your coaching staff, what do you expect to change? Okay, you brought up Jeremy Reed. Let me bring up another Reed, Reed Detmers. Is the Reed Detmers magic kind of dead? Is the whole Detmer day excited excitement kind of dead? Is it time to send him down to AAA or even AA to figure it out again now that he's had his sip of water up here? Um. I wouldn't send him down to the minors, but maybe like um, he shouldn't be our number two guy in our rotation, I should say. Um, he shouldn't be number two. He should be five or six um, due to the Angels have a six-man rotation mm-hmm. um, due to Syndergaard and Otani wanting that extra day of rest. Um, but like he, maybe he's a bullpen for like a couple a – couple, appearances because it's no more no hitters it's just pitch it's like he's trying to pitch for guys to just like somehow get out it's just pitch ground balls pitch strikeouts or pitch pop-ups like don't try just throwing the ball and aiming it and the guy's gonna hammer it because that's what's happening he's just throwing the ball with two strikes like four times Yesterday, I saw him with two strikes in a 2 2, 1 2, or 0 2 count, and it's catching way too much of the plate. Yeah. Excellent that's, point. That's been the entire pitching staff, not even just Reed Demers, but uh, yeah, Reed Demers especially. When this team does get itself in trouble, it is because of a dreaded two strike count when, like yep. you said, you know, they're leaving pitches up in the zone. We've seen it from Jaime Bieria, Syndergaard, Otani. Um, they'll, they'll waste pitches, too many waste pitches. Um, but you know, I, as far as Reed's concerned, I would, I would just hang 10 with him right now. I think he's, it's, I think he's worth letting go through a whole season, taking his lumps because again, he's had a couple stinkers. There's no doubt about it. He's had a couple four inning starts or whatever, but he had that really good start against the Yankees. He had another good start in between. And then, uh, he pitched well enough to beat the Dodgers. But again, you can't win if you're not scoring. So even if he doesn't give up that three run homer early, you know, he's not he's still gonna lose like one to nothing so yeah. I mean, we're also almost talking about giving up a six spot in the beginning of the game yeah i mean he could have yeah absolutely i mean trout made that play but that was a home run that was oh, yeah. that was you know trout saved that yeah if that was at anaheim stadium it would have been still traveling um but i i just think that you know 
he's good enough, but like Hunter said, he'll leave too many pitches up in the zone. Like what frustrates me with with him is he has that great curveball, but he he lingers. I mean, once he gets ahead with it, he'll he'll leave one way up in the zone, dude. And these guys can crush him. These are major league ball players. They see a ball like that coming, and they they think it's a beach ball. You're starting to see it too with Patrick Sandoval. Pat, you know, Reed Detmers has the curveball. Patrick Sandoval has the changeup. Mm-hmm. They both get to those two strike counts. They try to make their, you know, a waste pitch there with one of their, you know, their primary pitch, depending who you're talking about. And when they can't get that person out, next thing you know, it's a big inning. You know, Reed Detmers fails on one of those curveballs. And next thing you know, here comes a home run or here comes a ball struck in the gap. And, you know, here comes more runs. It's just, it's getting really frustrating up and down looking at our rotation and our starting uh, sorry, and our bullpen, just because none of these guys can get any batters out. It doesn't matter who we're talking about. I agree. Speaking of wasted pitches, Otani's at 89 pitches <laughs> through six innings. That's <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah okay. You, Hunter brought up Otani. So, yeah. you know, I, I really, really want to hear uh, Hunter's take on this. Okay. The immediate answer is no. But is it time to start considering the option of trading Otani during the trade deadline? Obviously, our initial reaction is going to be no, right? But bless you. But the word on the road is that he's looking for about $47 million a year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Those are the projected numbers. Is any guy worth almost $50 million? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Shohei Otani. Okay. I mean, reigning MVP, unanimous, um, and can, for the first time in like 100-something years, you could say a two-way player. Oh, no. Hey, uh, I, I understand how, you know, how great it sounds on paper. Yeah. But, I mean, Todd, what do you think? Well, I pull up Otani's career numbers here. $47 million is a lot, dude. Um, a year. A year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking like like 30 35 is like the height for me, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. a that's a crap ton of money too. Um but like for a guy like Otani, if I was going to give him 47 million, honestly he'd have to have about 18 or 19 wins or at least over 15 wins a year and then he'd have to be crushing it with 30 40 home runs plus 100 RBIs. Number one, he can't do that with our lineup uh, because nobody's getting on in front of him. Number two, he can't pick up wins because we're not scoring enough runs for him. Um, So I I would, if if I were Shohei, I would bet on myself and take about a two to three year deal and then and then see if you could mash some more and then if you're mashing more with a consistent more consistent resume then yeah he'd have the green light to get that big contract but i just think right now he hasn't put up a big enough resume for me and to to trade a guy like him or to even trade a guy like trout god forbid you'd have to involve a secondary team dude and and it would get really messy really difficult to do yeah um you know those like kind of deals where they're able like become a free agent midway through their contract mm-hmm. like carlos correa has mm-hmm. if i were oh like, opt-out clauses you mean yeah yeah it's called. um mm-hmm. like a, a guy like otani would i i could see doing that like signing a three-year deal and after two years if he's mashing and p- putting up pitching number like he's jacob Degrom in the al um then opting out and going to, and testing free agency yeah, opt-out clauses are now a real big thing in free agency. You see almost all the big free agents have one. I mean, look at Trevor Bauer. You know, as of right now, I'm comparing him to that because he has the biggest AAV of any pitcher ever. Mm-hmm. I think he was supposed to get like $45 million this year before, you know, the whole subway bag incident, if you know what I mean. Wait, so uh, did, did he get his contract voided? I heard he was uh, still it's had not to pay him. voided. No, I'm pretty sure he's unpaid right now. Wow. Because okay. he's suspended through Major League Baseball now. Oh, okay, okay. So they did the last Dodgers. year was administrative leave. So the Dodgers oh. were still paying it, but right now he's officially suspended until you know the whole appeal process and all that, whatever comes of that. But I think as of right now, he's not getting paid. Okay. So Shohei Otani in his career. Now this is uh pitching in 46 games, he's 17 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any for any of our newer listeners, 17 wins, nine losses with a 348 ERA, and that's only in 243 innings pitched, and he struck out 298 so far. Can you repeat how many innings pitched he's pitched? 
243 career innings. So that's a little over a strikeout per inning. Yeah. So, and we know his K rate's high, you know, but, you know, he, he's got one of the higher K rates. Okay. Now, as far as at bats, 1,642 at bats, he's got a career 264 batting average. Keep in mind, the average is 255 in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. 106 home runs, 284 RBIs for his career. Mm. Do any of those numbers individually scream 30 million no. a year? And, and we're, he wants 47. Keep that in mind. Be honest. No. Exactly. You know what? I love Shohei Otani. You are right, Hunter. He is a once in a generation type guy. I, you know, I will, I'm sure that one day my seven year old son, when he gets old enough, will be putting his kids uh, to sleep with stories of Shohei Otani. He is the most talented player we've ever seen in our lifetimes. But the fact of the matter is he's not worth $47 million. And we can't afford $47 million because of some idiot named Rendon. Now here's, here's the thing that, you know, let's just take away these two players, right? There's the amount of money you're playing, paying trout and the amount of money you're paying Otani. If, if it, if it were to come to that, because I don't even think he's putting up Rendon numbers prior to Anaheim. So uh, imagine using that money somewhere else. You know, uh, you know, actually getting four or five good starters. And I'm not yeah. talking about starting pitchers. I'm talking about four or five starting ball players in your lineup. You know, a good, <laughs> a good catcher, a freaking good third baseman, yeah. a good outfielder, um, stuff like that. I mean, this t- this team could use that many. I mean, maybe what we've been trying the last few years isn't the way we should be going about things. Yeah. You know, just trying to load the lineup with stars. Rendon Trout and a $47 million Otani gives you a, a payroll with just those three guys of $118 million yeah. with just those three guys. $118 million. See, that yeah. already that already adds up to three payrolls, the bottom three. Exactly. For three players. And I mean, we're talking what it's like 240 is you know the, the threshold. God, you don't have much to play with at all. There's no way you can build a competitive roster. We can't even do that now with the limited payroll we have. Imagine when you have three guys tying up your entire payroll. And we've had that because we've had Pujols. We've had Upton. We've had Trout. We've had the guys tie up our payroll. Burning and Wells. it didn't work out for us. Absolutely. The list goes on and on. Artie Moreno has spent over a billion dollars in failed contracts. Jeez. Hunter, what would you do with a billion dollars? What would I do with the billion dollars? Yes, um, a billion. A billion? Yes. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of money. I know, I exactly. Know. I'd be a billionaire. Yes. I mean, it's so much money that they can't even show you how much money you have. You can't go to the bank and pull out a billion dollars. Yeah. You can't buy even a billion dollars worth of stuff probably in one sitting. It's so much money that you wouldn't be able to fathom. And Artie Moreno has wasted that. In bad contracts. I mean, one thing I'd like to say about um, Artie Moreno, which I don't want to have to say, but he's, but it's he before he, uh, the actually the year before he bought the Angels, we won the World Series, and over time the the, the, the front office from that team has has retired and moved to other teams or just retired in general. He's hired his old employees, not baseball guys, not guys who are affiliated with baseball. Like he just hired a bunch of guys who were in, who, who were his employees, not baseball guys. Like, plus he went on the cheap with the guys he did, you know, try to hire as far as baseball yeah. guys. Hunter, do you know how Artie Moreno got his money? Wasn't he like a business owner or like? Yeah. But do you know what he did for business? (laughs) Billboards. Yeah. So how does billboards lead to baseball championships? It doesn't, right? No, because (laughs) I was actually about to say that before you said it doesn't. I was about to say, well, we've won the championships. Yeah, right. And as you know, everyone everyone still uses billboards, right? Yeah. <laughs> now they want the electronic ones. Yeah, those are cooler. 
Yeah. yeah, unless he's gotten into that, I don't know, but you know, I'm sure he has. It's already. Yeah, you know, he's he's a he's been a frustrating owner. Like before Hunter was born, obviously we had Disney, and Disney did a great job with the Angels. If you were alive back then to see the Angels with Disney, it was a much better time, much better time. They actually. And the sad part up. is people were pissed off back then about Disney. Yeah, they didn't like Disney back then owning the Angels for some reason, but yeah. when. When they sold, actually, a lot of us, including myself, was happy. I was all right. You know, they're getting rid of the team. We're going to become legit. And when, you know, after a few years of Artie, then you were like, man, I wish we had Disney back. <laughs> well, the first couple of years of Artie were great, right? Because he I inherited mean, he had inherited the Disney team. Yeah, I mean, and then and then he actually made some good signings, right? Bartolo Colon came in, got a Cy Young. Big sexy. Vladimir, there you go, big sexy. Vladimir Guerrero Sr., the, the only Hall of Famer to ever wear an Angels uniform, came in, had a great career. There's actually a very long list of guys who came in originally and were good. You know, he re-signed uh, Jared Weaver back when that was a great contract, and Jared Weaver was great for the first couple years of his contract. You um, know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, wait I'm, just, I'm just – hold on, Hunter. I, I'm just impressed you knew Bartolo's nickname, Big Sexy. That's awesome. But I mean, ahead. Bartolo Cologne's like – like the meme lord you know what i mean yeah but still i mean like just it's hilarious oh shroudy two run bomb i like it another Trout. one yeah he just yeah. hit another one another two oh, there you go dan bomb. garcia trout temps too jeez go that's ahead four rbi game that's actually really really good so tell us what you know about bartolo cologne i'm sorry I, I have to hear this yeah please um that he hit a home run for the first time in san diego oh yeah with the um, mets what, what did he do as an angel he won a Cy Young. Okay. He won a Cy Young. Um, uh, Did you ever watch him pitch? Did you ever see any highlights of him pitching? Yes, yes. <laughs> when you used to have hair? He was the most funniest guy to watch because he just didn't give a crap. You know, like he was just like, whatever, you know, and then he would goof around and you wouldn't expect it from a guy like his size or anything like that. Like, so if you ever get a chance to YouTube Bartolo Colon, it's hilarious. My favorite was uh, that ground ball where he like flicked it behind his back. Oh yeah. <laughs> he just so nonchalant. Just and such he a good even, play. He didn't even celebrate either. It was like, yeah, he's a, like whatever. I want to play. Like, yeah. He's like your drunk uncle. Everyone has that one drunk uncle. Oh, did you freeze? Froze up. Oh, he froze up. Let's see if we can keep it going right now. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Uh, and I'm getting a phone call at the same time. Uh, let's see if he can fix this thing. But anyway, oh, there you go. You're back? Okay, cool. I was trying to do filler right now. But go ahead. What was the last thing you heard? Uh, I just heard you say Bart, and that was it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Bartolo, you know, Bartolo was just kind of like a drunk uncle who, you know, he's just kind of good at everything for no reason at all. And you're just kind of angry because he's so good and you're just like, you, you work at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's frozen again. Um, but yeah, he's talking about how Bartolo was just naturally good, and that's I think that's a way we're, we're seeing with uh, Rendon. Remember when he hit the home run from the right or the left side? Yeah, that was like like that's awesome, dude. I mean, I can't hit the ball like I hit like a girl from the left side. I can't throw, I throw like a girl. No, nothing against girls, but I can't throw from the left side either. So it's like for him to hit a home run like that, that's natural talent. Yeah, you know that was his last home run. Huh. That lefty home. Yeah, run. That exactly. Was his last one. And the thing, it, everyone always gets jealous about someone that could be much better at what they're doing and, and, you know, or just things come to them so easily, you know, like, like talent wise, like um, it, it's, it's just one of those funny things how like I used to play, uh, I used to have a friend that played basketball with and he was black and we would always go back and forth and joke with him because we're like, oh man, you could dominate if you want. He's like, oh, I haven't played in years and he hadn't played in years. So we used to play with him. He was really good. But long story short, we get him out in the basketball court and he's like, oh man, I'm fat and I'm out of shape. I haven't shot a basketball in like two years. We're like, come on, man, just get on our team. All of a sudden he's taking over the game. He's shooting like reverse, you know, reverse layups and everything. I'm like, man, come on. And that, just some people just things come natural to him. You know, yeah. Rendon's yeah. another guy like that. Yeah, and I just imagine if he had a little bit of work ethic, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah he, he's really, really talented. Don't get me wrong. He's like arguably the most talented third, pure talent third baseman in the league. But it's just he just like doesn't come to him. Exactly. Let me. No. Maybe that's the problem with the Angels. They always go after the pure talent. I mean, you saw the same thing with Josh Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Pure talent, 
no work ethic. Let me let me ask you this, Fernando, because I'm not sure about the answer on this one, but let's just say the Angels and the manager Phil Nevin wants to go to the stadium and say, "Hey, you know what? On our off day, we're 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 hitting the, we're hitting the batting field. We're gonna." have batting practice and work on fundamentals can he do that or is that something that they have to clear through the players union he can do whatever the heck he wants i mean i'm pretty sure there's a certain amount of hours that you know you you can't exceed this amount by the players union but i mean you don't need to go to the players union to be like hey you know we're, we're going to work on fundamentals today you know what I mean? We're going back to day one of spring training like i don't think you need the players associated for that well why doesn't that happen now because i mean if i if i'm phil nevin before that dodger series i make him play monday I make him come early Tuesday and I make him come early Wednesday. Phil Nevin's in a tough position, right? He's replacing one of the most recognized managers of all time. He needs to somehow regain the locker room while not getting the guys to completely turn on him and still want to win. So he's got to walk a very thin line between being a disciplinarian and having to follow happy go fun time Madden. You know what I mean? If you have a manager who just was just fired and he was loosey-goosey, let you show up to work whenever you wanted, do whatever you wanted, eat whatever you wanted. And all of a sudden, you got, you know, the baseball version of, you know, Joseph Stalin coming in. There's a big difference there. You know, you have to walk a thin line, unfortunately. And I don't think they can flip the switch as quickly as they want. Okay. Um, what do you think about that, Hunter? Because do you think do you think that uh, if you were a manager, you'd have these guys come in early and take some? Yeah, like, it's it's – like we're not hitting it's more not hitting our problems many years before and last year year before that year before that was pitching our pitching has been great this year oh uh, i just my mind just blanked um <laughs> no Synagard. detmers has been good i mean like he's been somewhat decent to be honest like mm. some starts he's been good but he's also been Whatever. Um, Shohei. Um, Sandoval. Sandoval, Lorenzen. And then Solseth with the platoon of uh, Suarez. Suarez. So you're saying pitching isn't the problem? Pitching isn't the problem. It's our hitting. And if we're not going to work to get better, what? how is it going to get better? It's not like – because baseball is not an overnight thing where, like, just overnight you're going to start hitting – absolute 450 nukes but then like after you went 0 for 4 like you're gonna have the days where you're not gonna be good but if it's multiple multiple days multiple multiple days that's like a red flag which you need to actually start trying to get better yeah i agree i mean Fernando, you think uh, you think this team has it in them with the lineup that we got to get hot? I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm walking a thin line here between you know trying to keep a little bit of halo honk in me and just kind of. <laughs> I don't want to say giving up. I mean, I'm here. I talk about this team all the time. Mm-hmm. You care about football. I don't. I care a little bit about hockey, but besides that, it's baseball year round for me. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball is basically all I got. You know, when, when I'm traveling and I'm out here by myself, baseball is it. Mm-hmm. It makes it really hard to watch this team when they, we keep losing the way we've been losing lately. It's a talented offense, but when, you know, your last four guys in your lineup are double-A guys, you're, you're not going to do anything. When Jack Mayfield, Kurt Suzuki, Andrew Velasquez, and Juan freaking Lagares are your go-to options. Tyler Ward. Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade. Dude, I always yeah. get that name mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor Ward and Tyler Wade. Yeah, a lot of people do. Don't blame yourself for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, honestly, I'm taking Tyler Wade at shortstop over Velasquez right now, though. Yeah, I would too. Uh, Just because he can bunt to get on base at least. Velasquez can't even do that. Speaking of those two, and mm-hmm. coming right off Nevin, is okay. – um. I don't know if you guys remember in the first game that Nevin was the manager, the interim manager. Mm-hmm. We had a leadoff double from Wade, oh, yeah. and then Matt Duffy pinch hits for Velasquez. Yep. But if he liked Velasquez so much, and if he liked Duffy so much to pinch hit for him, I would have let um let Velasquez bunt, get Wade over to to a uh, third base, and then. Pinch hit Ren Hifo, 
um, pinch hit Duffy for an EFO. And the way that, um, I don't remember how he got out, but the way he got out would have won the game. I think it might have been like a, I don't know what we got out of Sacrifice. Yeah, it was a sacrifice something. He, it would have been the walk-off, but. Yeah, because that wasn't even the 10th inning. I mean, they were tied. They could have, you know, bunted them over, you know, even a ground ball to the right side. All these teams I see can do that, and we just don't. Yeah, and we're also supposed to be the fastest team in baseball, and we don't play. We don't bunt. We don't, we don't steal. We don't play scrappy baseball like our team should. Um, we also have the power, don't get me wrong, but we also have the scrappy guys like Wade, Squid, and who's the other guy I'm thinking of? I don't know. I, my mind is just blanking. <laughs> well, I, I think, too, you have the, 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 the problem that we all get pissed off is this team strikes out a lot and double mm-hmm. digits nightly, yep. um, and they leave guys on when they do get guys on. So we're talking about you strike out 10, 11 times, you're leaving eight to nine guys on base every night. That's not winning baseball, man. And and unfortunately, I mean, we went from twenty seven seventeen. You know, Fernando is probably one of the most pessimistic fans as as we have, and but he's always trying to you know like he he tries to balance it out. He, and he was telling me he's like, man, we're gonna hit a losing streak here, and he was right. I just didn't think it was gonna be that bad, right, Fernando? I didn't think it was gonna be this bad, and this is like historically bad. Yeah, I mean, two, two and seventeen, bro, in our last nineteen. Yeah, it's getting rough. And, you know, there's a fine line between a losing streak. That happens in baseball. That's why they always say it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. But 2-17 and 17 does not happen. Mm-hmm. That is not something that would happen. That's something to get a Little League manager fired. And that's a volunteer. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, they're a volunteer. Yeah, what would happen, Hunter, if you guys went 2-17? and 17? Two and seventeen. Um, is your dad losing his job there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. What would happen? Would your coach get fired? Would you guys have to run laps? They'd fire the coach. My <laughs> coach is also the um the the like uh the the whole like owner of the whole like the league. Yeah. Like. Oh, he's not oh, going. Yeah, yeah he's not. He's not going anywhere, and his co- and his son is definitely getting the most reps on the team. <laughs> yeah, and um, Mr. Coach is like the travel ball like thing. Like, but shout out Sabretooth Baseball. There you go, Sabretooth Baseball. Go. Hey. Shout so, out. So, so, what position does uh, what position does uh, the son play? Pitcher. Um, he actually doesn't have a son. <gasps> he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. Okay, all right. Well, that, that's a he, good. That's a good commissioner just, then. He he just uh, he just coaches because he took like a bunch of guys like the best players from the little league team. And just made a travel ball team, and then it ended up being seven U through thirteen U. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice. And you're the catcher. Uh, I'm the catcher of the ten U team. Yes. Oh, all right. I like it. I like it. Maybe you could teach Suzuki how to catch. <laughs> no, no. Don't don't waste Hunter's time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> all right, maybe no. Sta- you could maybe you could teach Stassi how to stay healthy. How about that? And or, swing the bat. Or or <laughs> or when you when when your team is. Have bases loaded with two outs. Yeah, that's time to swing, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have even been as mad if he grounded out. I'd be like, "Well, hey, at least he swung." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you got to swing to give yourself an opportunity. What, Just what like in he, hockey, you got to shoot to score a goal. Mm-hmm. When when we when we uh, strike out looking, um, my coach has this, has this saying. I forgot what it was, but he has a saying like. Swing the damn bat. Completely <laughs> just dead silence. That was awkward. Um, but yeah, he has a saying. I don't know what it is. He like always says it when we go. Oh, okay. Like well, yeah. I mean, he has something that that makes you think not to do that again, right? Yeah. Yeah. He he also says the Wayne Gretzky um quote like um miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. There you go. Basically, basically exactly what I just said about the you, know, you have to shoot the goal to score. You got to hit the ball to drive in a run. So yeah, yeah, mom, hunter for manager, ladies and gentlemen. I I'm, think I'm, so. I'm, I am for I it, hundred percent. So. I mean, I'd I- literally be the volunteer. I wouldn't if it means doesn't get paid, but if it means win baseball games, then yes, I'll do it. Well, well they'll pay you in Big A Burger. <laughs> <laughs> Love me a good Big A Burger. Are you trying to fatten this kid up or what? 
<laughs> he, he, he'll look like Sosha soon enough. Yeah, he will. Like by the age of 15, he, he's already losing his hair and all bloated. Yeah, right. Like a president. Yeah, exactly. Like a president. Come in looking 40, leave looking 120. Exactly. All that <laughs> and it's stress. only been eight years. <laughs> four or eight years. Yeah, four or eight years, yeah. <laughs> well, either way, you come out looking a lot older than you started. <laughs> a lot older. Same with yeah. managers. Unless you're Brad Osmus. Brad Osmus um, is unlike, the same because it was only a year. Unlike um, uh, the past two managers, that including um, Nevin, so Madden and Nevin, I'm actually I'll actually decide to maybe change up the lineup, maybe try new things. There you go. Instead of just throwing the same thing out there, it's it was like I said. No offense to Nevin because Nevin hasn't shown me anything really bad, but not anything like. He got dealt a really bad hand. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Literally a historical losing streak. Here you go. Go figure it out. So, yeah, I've always wanted them to try Velasquez at the leadoff spot. Not because I think he's going to be a great leadoff hitter, but at least you don't have to get a hit to be a productive leadoff hitter. Just go up there and don't swing. Give me like, give me a six pitch at bat and you did your job. Go up there. And, you know, actually, maybe some protection would help him out. Maybe they'll be giving him balls down the middle, knowing that Shohei Otani is going to be batting behind him because Shohei Otani can only bat second, clearly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> second yeah. or leadoff. That's all it ever has been. Well, yeah. What, uh, like a first five I'd like to check out would be um, okay. Ward because Ward has just been elite. Yeah, he's been, he's been a good leadoff. Right, yeah. um, second. Oh, geez, that hurt my ears. <laughs> uh, second. Um, Trial, um, third, maybe like try Walsh there and clean up Otani. Just like, just to like try something new out because it's been the same lineup the whole year. It's been the same kind of lineup the whole year. Okay. Give me your first five, Todd. And then five. First oh, five. Hold if, up. He, he didn't give his fifth yet. Um, five would be, um, expecting healthy Rendon. Hoping he's healthy. Okay. Well, that's, how you, that's how you know we're wrong. <laughs> you said healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, as it stands right now, for me, like if, if Marsh was like a freaking consistent hitter, which he's not, um, I would have had Marsh lead off. But I think right now I would go Duff, number one, two, Ward, three, Trout, four, Otani, and five, Walsh. You don't always have to go righty, lefty, righty, lefty. And then Rendon, I would actually put like around seven to take all the pressure off of him, move up a catcher or even move Marsh there. Yeah, that would also actually help the six through nine. Yeah, exactly. So you're putting a little pop down in the bottom of the order. So Yeah, and that also helped six through nine actually be mm-hmm. more productive. And I would yeah. just DFA Velasquez tomorrow. <laughs> but you know, a small detail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm willing to DFA Velasquez. I, I'd have to look at his options. I don't know how many if he has any left at all. Well, I would I, imagine before I do, I just want to ask him one question: Are you willing to change your batting stance? Are you willing to listen to an actual instructor that's going to give you advice? If he yeah. says no and he's got his own approach and he's he's setting his ways, bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, I like the idea of Marsh as a leadoff guy. Mm-hmm. I think I, he has what it takes to be a leadoff guy. I think he can be a successful leadoff guy. I do too, but he's just striking out way too much right now. And he just struck out this inning too. Matches the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's terrible, dude, when you're averaging 10 to 11 strikeouts per game. I mean, once again, with the exception of Trout tonight, there's been no offense. I mean, yes, oh, four runs. Once again, with the exception of Trout, who for once wasn't Han Solo, or should I say twice today wasn't Han Solo. Mm-hmm. We, we'd be talking now about, you know, what, 27 uh, scoreless innings in a row yeah pretty much pretty much or just you know they got that run by uh duffy the other day in otani's trip oh yeah yeah yesterday yeah he broke that up and that was lucky too yeah i don't even, like i'm with you dude i don't even want to talk about that series dude the dodgers There's nothing just, to talk about There's yeah they, they freaking depressed me but let's talk about this seattle series and obviously the game that's going on right now real quick i do want to bring up one thing about the dodgers series okay tyler right. anderson Okay. I don't. I, I don't know if you were watching yesterday, Hunter. I so was. Tyler Anderson purposely getting an error at first base to keep his no hitter going. Do you see that yesterday? Yes, and I and I hate that 
That yep. is completely selfish. That's yeah. selfish. That is so self-centered and all about me rather than baseball and the team itself. That's all me or that's all self-centered around me. If if that if that were me, I deserve to run polls. I deserve to run polls. Yeah, what do you think about that move, Todd? I mean, you know, Todd, you know, Hunter wasn't a fan. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel it's the same. Like, like it's, it's a, it's a bush league play. Yeah. My thing is, if it's any other team, it gets, it gets scrutinized. But the Dodgers got a pass, and they get a pass. Yeah. It's just who they are. Like so, the Patriots of football, pretty much. But the Dodgers, the yeah. Patriots get a hard time though. Mm, they kind of deserve yeah. it, though. Yeah, <laughs> they've cheated nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a Patriots fan, so I can't say much. Fair enough. That's <laughs> fine. That, that, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll let you have a pass then. But man, yeah, it, that was super bush league. You 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 put it right there. I mean, yeah. purposely getting an air to keep your no hitter going, and then your fans have the nerve to give you a standing ovation. Yeah, yeah. I under yeah, almost baseball history. Great. You got lucky because the first play of the game, your guys got an error when Mookie and Cody Bellinger ran into each other, and they gave Cody Bellinger the error. He didn't even catch the ball. Yeah, exactly. It was in Mookie's glove. So that alone should have kind of already put everything, you know, at rest as it is. And then the error happened where, oh, I'm not gonna be able to get him out. Oh, sorry, I accidentally threw it to the first base coach. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's terrible, man. I mean, um, this this team when they when they play the Dodgers, they usually play them straight up, and they and they would have played them straight up and beaten them, I think, twice. But they had zero hitting, man, in both games. And uh, you know, we touched a little bit about what Stassi did in the first game, and in the second game, they didn't score any runs. Um, it's just it's just a little tough to 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 watch these guys play when they could be so much better. You know, that's why like. It's it's just for me like hating the Dodgers the way I do, I could not stand them losing those games. I, I didn't even watch mo uh, most of this game too because of that. Yeah, yeah, I I'm a head out. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because it's like, dude, they're down three in the first. It's like, are they really gonna come back from this? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, especially, <sighs> especially when the when you're hitting like this, like there's there's no fire in the team. There's no let's go. All right. Three runs, zero zero ball game. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was saying this the other day. It's like I wish the Angels had something for when you get an RBI single. You hit it, you know, you you come in to score or a double or something like that. Like they have the cowboy hat for the home run, but they don't have nothing to reward you for actually running the bases or getting a big hit. You know, not getting DFA'd. That's yeah. your reward. <laughs> yeah, that's your reward. Exactly. Yeah. So it seems like the Angels are probably going to win today, but, you know, Ryan Tepera is pitching, so you never know. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Friday and Saturday. Those are – well, Friday, it's Michael Lorenzen versus Robbie Ray. Michael Lorenzen, 6-3 with a 3.45 ERA with 44 strikeouts. Robbie Ray of the Mariners is 5-6 and six with a 4.52 ERA with 81 strikeouts. And then on Saturday, Patrick Sandoval uh, is pitching, and Seattle's yet to announce. And then Sunday – I, I actually both games Saturday and Sunday, nothing's announced. So, and then, oh, geez, yeah, right now Tapera's trying to blow it. Um, but he does, yeah, they just scored a run already. Come on, yeah, is that a triple? Is that a triple? No, it's a double. Crawford with a double. Is the Tapera experiment quickly running out here? Uh, you know, that's I don't know about Tapera because Tapera, like, like right now, I think we're saying that about our, our boy, the lefty. Uh, what's his name? Um, Loop. Yeah, but to has one more year, by the way. <laughs> but Tapera comes in here and he does pitch good on some nights, so he's just like one, two, three, boom, and then all of a sudden, the other nights he can't get anybody out. That's literally yeah. ever that describes the Angels in. Consistent, <laughs> dude. It what was our I love it, dude? What was our uh, our moniker last year? Me and you, it, it's like hey, consistently inconsistent. Exactly, that's what we said so much last year, Hunter. In all the post games and all the podcasts, me and Fernando kept saying that because that was the story of last year. 
and it's still the story. It hasn't gotten any better, and at this rate, it never will. Yeah, exactly. And right now, real quickly, we're gonna go. We're gonna get into eleven games here. This is game one of the eleven that are against winnable opponents, quote unquote winnable. Um, yeah, and the Astros are gonna start actually hitting a, a rough snag here. So if there's ever any chance at all to even mildly flirt with getting back into things, you know, mm-hmm. so we can get disappointed at the end of the season as per usual, <laughs> that needs to start now. I mean, the Astros have the White Sox, the Mets, the Yankees, the Mets, the Yankees, the Angels, uh, and that's what they have for the next like two weeks. Yeah. I, I just saw a man try catching the foul ball. He got domed. <laughs> I hope he's okay. This is why you should practice baseball, kids. <laughs> or you'll get domed by not catching a ball. And right now, Tapera's yelling at the umpires. Hey, a little bit of fire. I like it. Yeah, he was cool. yelling at him because I guess he gave the umpire gave him a scuffed ball. There you or, go. Or what do you do? Uh, First world problems. Yeah. <laughs> and so he starts yelling. Or he, th- or he threw the ball away, and then the umpire threw him another one, and he threw that one away. <laughs> and then the umpire Love came it. up to him and was like, "What do you? What's your problem, bro?" <laughs> I've seen somebody do that in a Sunday league game. Well, he just did it. He just did it right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, but that's a major league baseball game. I've seen somebody do that in a Sunday league game. Like, no, oh. I don't want this one. I'm like, it's the same ball. <laughs> you only have like six balls. <laughs> I don't like nuts. this one. I'm like, what do you want? It's not a new baseball. We're not in the majors, bro. Dude, you can't even tell on some of those softballs if they're warped or you know what I mean? Like, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, He's like, I'm not uh, getting spin on my slider. Exactly. He's all the pine tar, like Tyler Anderson. The pine tar in my hat. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think he um he had some tar on his hat? I don't know. I think you brought it up on the show yesterday, right? You were saying that they checked their hands, but they're not. But he's wiping it off on his pants. Is that what you said? Yeah, I think I think he might have gotten away with that one because it was clear he had a, a bunch of it on his on his hat, and he kept you know swiping his brim every time. So it's something for sure. Yeah, was, absolutely. I, I I mean, I had to give him the benefit of the doubt that it was rosin because they checked their hands every inning. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I had to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, you know, you never know. You really never know these days. Exactly. Every Trevor Bauer gave him his sticky stuff. <laughs> for sure. So what else? What else we got on this one, man? Because we covered a lot tonight here. Yeah, I'm like, you guys got to get ready for the post game shows. So Hunter can uh, can win can win the fans' hearts. Yeah, as so per they could, usual, they could see him in action. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say here, guys. I mean, we're all kind of starting to hit that rough patch. I mean, you know, I'm kind of ready for the All Star break to happen, but we both know the the All Star game isn't that close because we haven't gotten hot yet. We'll get hot right when the All Star Game's about to come. Oh, one week before we're gonna go, we're gonna go uh, lossless for like a week, and then get ice cold because we have the All Star. Yeah, we exactly. all exactly. We shut it down. We forget how to hit, like Randy says. It's like they come back and don't know how to hit. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it's a frustrating time to be an Angels fan right now. I hope some relief is along the way because my heart can't take this anymore. Luckily for me, I'm about to go on hiatus. So have fun, Todd. Hey, well, maybe it's your turn. Yeah, right. Well, maybe after our Sunday's broadcast, we'll have a series win. We could actually talk about that, and then we'll we'll briefly talk about your hiatus and what it's going to be like for you, and then uh, and then we could uh, you know hopefully better things uh, to talk about once you come back. I mean, obviously we will be because you have a lot of personal things to catch everybody up with, but uh, hopefully you'll be able to mix in some good angel news as well. Yeah, and the other thing, Wednesday, I'm gonna try to go. So I'm going to try to get some tickets from my boy. So try to leave your Wednesday evening open because I'm going to try to snag you a ticket. Okay. Sounds good. Because that's the 20th anniversary celebration. If that's my last game in Anaheim before the wedding and the move, I would love that. Okay. Let's, let's make it happen, my friend. All right. Well, Hunter, it was nice to talk to you, buddy. Always good to talk baseball with you. Nothing's better than a 10-year-old who knows more baseball than Phil Nevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe I Nevin. like Phil Nevin. I, I really like Phil Nevin, actually. Yeah, he's um, he's has. I hope he can bring some fire. Yeah, he's a fiery dude. I, I hope he can as well. Yeah, he's been, he's just been dealt a horrible hand, historically horrible hand. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's terrible, man. But uh, all right. So this has been another episode of the uh, Angels. I was going to say Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Infield podcast. And um, Disney just hit it with the season desist order. <laughs> we can make a part four, right? Add yeah. air blood to it. Have Why Hunter not? as well. Why not? There you go. All right, Fernando. You have a good one, my friend. Good night, everybody.